Hello, and welcome back to the Missing in the Desert podcast. If you are a new listener, I encourage you to listen to our first case regarding Christy Stewart. That is the best way to begin, as Christy's case leads into the new case we are tackling in this episode. For the returning listeners, you will recall when Christy Stewart went missing in March of 2015, she had been at an appointment and was running errands before heading over to a friend's house to spend the night. She also had a history of bipolar disorder, but had recently been weaning off of her medication. Her truck was later found in a deserted area in the high desert, but it wasn't until four years later that her remains were found just 2.5 miles from where her truck was located. I mention these details because of the eerie similarities between her case and the case we will be discussing in this episode. This is the case of Christina Bastien, and the details I give will be all that is known about the case so far. On Saturday, October 31st, 2015, just a few short months after Christy Stewart went missing, Christina attended church with family members and later went to a friend's house located in the town of Apple Valley. Christina left the friend's house on Sunday morning at approximately 1.45 a.m. with her small dog. Later that same night, CHP located some of Christina's personal property on the roadway near Highway 247 and Bodick Road in Johnson Valley. Later that same morning, Morongo Station deputies located Christina's pickup truck near Valley View Road and 29 Palms Highway. Christina was not located. On November 11, 2015, more of Christina's belongings were found in an empty field in Apple Valley at the corner of Bear Valley Road and Central Road. The discovery prompted an aerial search of the area with a sheriff's bloodhound requested to assist with the search, but no signs of Bastien or her dog Coco were found. The family later discovered Coco had been found and taken in by a woman in Apple Valley on November 1st. The woman was told the family, um, I'm sorry, the woman told the family she had found the small dog near the intersection of Bear Valley Road and Highway 18. The family was unaware Coco had been found until November 23rd. This is where I have to mention the similarities between this case and that of Christy Stewart's. You see, the disappearance of both women were only seven months apart. Both were single, close in age, devout Christians who were both suffering from bipolar disorder. Much like Christy, Christina had recently weaned off of her medication. Christy had been on her way to a friend's house to stay the night when she was last seen. Christina was staying the night at a friend's house, but left suddenly at 1.45 a.m., which is the last time she was seen. Christy's truck was found abandoned in a deserted area in the desert of Apple Valley. Christina's truck was found in a deserted area of the Morongo Valley, which is not incredibly far from Apple Valley, just to mention. While the local authorities were not able to connect the women in any way, it almost seems impossible for there to be that many similarities between two cases in the same area that close together without them being related in some way. That being said, I will now focus on Christina's case. As stated above, on Halloween night, 
2015, Christina had attended a church harvest festival in Apple Valley where her mother was a pastor. She had a conversation with her brother-in-law and reportedly stated that she did not want to be Christina Bastian any longer. And according to her mother, she had made a comment stating she wondered how long her family would look for her if she was gone. She had gone to a friend's house afterwards to stay the night, as she had become nervous to stay in her apartment after a break-in that had happened just days before. She had some of her belongings in her truck, as well as her dog, Coco. For unknown reasons, Christina left her friend's house at approximately 1.45 a.m. on November 1st, and this was the last time she was seen, as mentioned above. The locations of where her belongings were found, her truck being discovered, and where her dog were picked up were spread apart. Her truck was reportedly banged up, and yet the bumper was one of the items found at a different location with other belongings. This, this I find very strange. Um, if you knew the area at all, where the truck was located in Morongo Valley, I mean, this is a freeway and, you know, several miles away. So we find the truck banged up there, yet her bumper was very close in Apple Valley to where, you know, she lived, to where she went missing in the first place. And I'm not quite sure how the bumper would end up there with some of her other belongings her truck miles away and yet other belongings in a separate location and her dog on the other side of town so it's a very strange conglomeration of things that happened there there was also another incident preceding christina's disappearance that needs to be mentioned the day before the church event christina had driven to phoenix and back for no apparent reason she had also told her brother-in-law that she had taken the SIM card out of her phone and then ran her phone over. This was the culmination of what Christina's sister and mother had noticed as increasing paranoia that had surfaced after months of apparently being stable and then coming off her medication for her bipolar disorder. Having the break-in at her apartment did not help with Christina's paranoia, paranoia either. The family also mentioned some stressors that Christina had been dealing with that night might have led to her leaving on her own. These included student loans, being single, her teaching job, etc. Now she was a high school teacher at a local high school where she was very loved by students and seemed to be doing very well by all accounts. They felt this might have been making her feel trapped, but trapped to the point of leaving, um, I suppose it's possible, of course or even that her lack of proper treatment for her bipolar disorder could have added to her feeling that way and being increasingly par paranoid, especially after having a break-in at her apartment. Um, in our next episode, I'm going to be discussing some numerous possible sightings of Christina in various areas, though none of them have been officially confirmed. I also want to talk about some reasons I can't imagine Christina taking off on her own though I can't pretend to know her as well as her family. I do think that society and law enforcement tend to pigeonhole people with mental health issues and assume it is their illness that causes them to disappear rather than any foul play. I also don't think we can discount entirely the similarities between Christy Stewart's case and Christina's. And again, with Christy having had mental health issues, 
you know, she, as, as you know, if you were a listener to the first case, she was not listed as um, a critical mis- missing person. She was listed as, invo- as a voluntary missing. And that's a big distinguishment as far as following up on cases for law enforcement. So this is something that's a concern, especially since as we go along, you'll start to see just how many people do go missing in this area and especially a high number of women. So I will talk more about that next time. Um, Until then, please stay tuned for more of a Missing in the Desert podcast. And feel free to add any comments, asking questions about any of the cases that we cover. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.